Hello, and welcome to The Process, the podcast about creative people and their creative processes. I'm Kevin Hugerworth. And I'm John Lee. Now I'm thrown off. Yeah, we... Because <laughs> this is our third take. <laughs> we so. used to do this all the time when we started. We used to... We used I, to thought, I thought we were pros at it. Well, this time we'll just, like, screw around. Process Live is this Thursday at 10 p.m. for $5 yeah. at the Upfront Theater Everybody's in Bellingham, be Washington. There. Not everyone. Uh, I mean, like... Everyone, everyone who everyone, matters. Everyone in town. No, not, not even that's that not true people, either. There's, I mean, that's that's not even close. Not to even true. close to true. No, but you gotta sell it. How are you oh, doing? How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well, actually. Um, How's your weekend? Yeah, it's good. My sister's here. Yeah. She's on my bed right now. She can. She's. What is she watching? Uh, probably Gossip Girl. She's been watching Gossip Girl. She nods. Okay. Yeah, she nods. She's watching Gossip Girl. She was. She's been visiting from California. It's great. Cool. Um, were you in the show last night? Which show? No, I was no. actually last night. You didn't like do my, any shows. No, What'd you like do? My, uh, me, Becca, me and Becca actually hung out with. Let's see, what did we do? Well, we so yesterday there were satellite auditions, uh-huh. and so I was at satellite. I auditions. was there. John auditioned. I auditioned. It was weird doing improv at twelve p.m. Yeah, yeah. It was weird watching four hours of subpar improv. <laughs> <laughs> was it just? It was. There was only like five people there. Did people like filter in and out? Nope. And oh, Ryan, Ryan left after the first two. Great, he was only at mine. I love yeah. that. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not going to say anything about uh-huh. that because yeah. I don't want to. No, it's fine. It was just it, it's auditions. Protect so the innocent. Like, yeah, but uh, so I mean, it was four. It was four. <laughs> it was four hours. <laughs> you stayed for the whole thing. Yeah, I did. That's crazy. And, uh, did everybody stay for the whole thing? Everyone there except for okay. Ryan. Yeah, and um, yeah. Then afterwards, we kind of went and got food, and then uh, me and Becca and Jane Mitchell, friend mm-hmm. of the show, yeah, ended up hanging out, and we just went to her place, and we ordered pizza and cheesy bread. Cheese, all right. <laughs> and we hung out with one of her roommates, and we watched SNL and did a puzzle. It was fun. Well, I'm glad you got a night off. Yeah, I feel like you're just going too hard. Yeah, this weekend I'm, I'm taking I'm taking a night off this weekend as well. Actually, John, yeah. you're in a in the Friday show again this week, right? It's the a Friday, it's Saturday. Time. Oh, Saturday. I hope it's the Saturday. Yeah. It's. I, I think th- I, I suggest. I oh, I might be in the Saturday. Okay, um, if, cool. If I might also be in an outside gig, I'm not sure. I'll be uncomfortable Actually, being in it if you weren't there. I was so. probably not cast in an outside gig. Okay. But I haven't heard. Back I said. Yet. I think you said that. I'm pretty sure it's at the 21st. So. Yeah. I mean, either way works for me. But no, anyway, I'll, I'll either be yeah. there or I'll be in Seattle out of the show. Okay. So we'll see. Right on. Um, uh, yeah, how are you doing? How's your weekend? Been? Uh, it was auditions were all right. Uh, that again, yeah, it just felt weird being there like at lunchtime and there was like six people in the audience. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. Audition just, energy is weird. It's scary. Yeah, I didn't like it. How did you feel like you did? Um, I didn't like it. <laughs> oh, really? You just, I mean, like, I thought it was fine. Like, I wasn't... It was fine. I, yeah, it was fine. Like, it was... It was, like, a C plus. I'd yeah. I give it a C plus. And it was just, like, weird because... Um, it was, like, the few people that were there were, like, my friends. So, I'm like, great. <laughs> great. It's, yeah. like, I already, like... It's hate doing, like, stand-up in front of my friends, let alone, like, auditioning in front of them. That's so funny. So, that was just, like, a, a weird feeling that sat with me the whole day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other than that, it was it was, it was, it was, it was, it was great. Well, yeah. it was good seeing, like, Sam and Pearl there. Yeah. At least, like, because I feel like everybody else had, like, taken classes together, so they yeah, all had, yeah. like, a separate friendship. So, if they weren't there, I would have I would have felt like a, a lot more of an outsider. Yeah. Because um, they, like, I feel like everyone knew each other's names, and they're like, oh, and also, also John. Like, yep. Yeah. So... <laughs> Anyway, so who do we got on the episode? Uh, we have Timmy Riney. Comedian Timmy Riney. Downtown uh, comedian. Producer of Gefeingham and really the grandfather of the Bell- Bellingham. Bellingham improv, or not, comedy scene. Comedy, not stand-up comedy scene. Stand-up comedy. Yeah. Cool. 
Uh, is it time? It's time. And we join them in a conversation already in progress. The uh, Beyonce, they call it beyonce an album now. I'm going to call it a Cicada an album. Where you just like, you just release it and you don't tell anybody. Oh. Yeah. It's like a fart. <laughs> I was going to say like, or like, like Horace and Pete. The same right. deal. It's like, oh, I haven't seen that yet. Ooh, no advertising. Is it good? I don't know. I no. haven't seen it. That's the way. Uh, I didn't see any advertisements. Comedians in cars started too. Yeah. Started that way. He didn't tell anybody. Uh huh. Because no one wanted to pick up on. It. He's like, All right, I'm just gonna do it myself. Right. Yeah. Like, Except this is so amazing. And then, it, but it's like filled with advertisements though when you well, watch now. it. Yeah. Now yeah. It is. Which kind of ruins it a little bit. Dude, he's got one yeah. of the most expensive yeah. properties in Central Park, New York. He's, he's never mind. He's got an entire floor devoted to his cars. He's got to yeah. pay it off somehow. I was I like, well, yeah, oh, I'm yeah, surprised that he's doing it for profit. It just sounds yeah. like something. Fun no, I just don't. Do. I just don't like Seinfeld very much. Really? I don't know. Like, he's not. That's perfectly stand-up. fine. It hasn't been on the air in like 12 years. Well, no, not not no, even the show. It's just show. like his stand-up yeah. either. I saw yeah. him do stand-up like uh, like five years ago or something. He wasn't funny. Wait, I, didn't, I didn't laugh once. Yeah. At a concert? What? Really? Yeah, I saw him at the Coliseum in uh, in Vegas, and he, I oh, didn't wow. laugh one time. <laughs> I just didn't enjoy. That's cool that you got to. Did you pay to see him? Uh, no, was it, my, like... it was like my parents, or my friend's parents paid for us to go or something. Okay. They had like a bunch of tickets. Yeah, like your reaction to that is the same way, like, because I saw you also front row the Brian Regan show. Yeah. And you said you enjoyed it. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't laugh once. You didn't laugh once? Not I once. love Brian. I've seen Brian Regan. He's uh-huh. great. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't Did laugh you go once. into it thinking that, are you a fan of Regan in general? Like 10 years ago, yeah. Regan. Uh-huh. But like this one is just, he was trying out new stuff, and like would, would start a joke, but not know how to finish it. And so he's just yeah, going with true. it. Yeah, and then, interesting. Yeah, it was it was like he was in a comedy club. That's what it felt like. Oh. Like he was like working out stuff. Like it was I don't know. For some like reason, I gave him the same professional level of like a, a child's clown entertainer for a birthday party. Like, <laughs> what? I don't know how to. I don't know how to finish this poodle. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I thought it was. Fun. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just. I was just just a yeah. just a fan. So are you? Have you, have you listened to the too. show? Have you listened to the yeah. show at all? Yes. Okay, so okay. you know about the the acts and the. Yes, I know very to... much, and that's why I yeah. feel I'm obligated to you know. You have notes. Oh, good. Treats. 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 Yes. Thank you. Well, actually, that the okay, the listeners. I gave him a big thing of gummy bears because uh, Pepe wanted some gummy dicks, yeah. <laughs> so he didn't that's get those. True. So you get the Skittles then. Oh, oh my sweet. Boom. Thank you. That's wow. great. Okay. Uh, hey, I just want to go on the record to. that these are the best treats that we've These are. These yeah, are better than... So uh, I couldn't well, figure out how to fit a cake in my jacket. <laughs> um, you know, Ryan might have uh, upped it a little bit with the with the melted chocolate. The melted chocolates. Pocket, but, uh, Lee gave us truffles. Lee, Lee Jane gave us cookies. Oh, Jane did give us cookies. Yeah. We didn't mention that on the show. Um, I'm opening these I'm gonna right have now. Yo, go for it. Yeah, go for it. You want some? Nothing like people waking up at five in the afternoon getting... Oh, yeah, gummy bears, man. You gotta get the gummy bears. These are delicious. And these are actually my favorite candy. Would you like a Would you like a Skittle, John? I would. Would you like a gummy bear? Absolutely. Not. Okay. Ring Simmy. All right. So while those two are uh, busy talking uh, or not talking uh, while they eat, I should probably plug the process live yeah. on the nineteenth. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for reminding us about that. Yes. Process live mm, right. somewhere on the nineteenth. Yeah. No, it'll be at the. My... Let's just do that now. Let's just get that out of the way so we don't forget. <laughs> That's this week, actually. Uh, from the, Not like this week from our perspective, but this week from the listener's perspective. Uh-huh. This Thursday at 10 p.m. at the Upfront Theater, we got the process live. It's going to have everybody from the first 15 episodes. Sorry, Timmy, you're not you're not going to be in it. Mm-hmm. I didn't make the cut. You didn't make the cut. <laughs> but I'm, I'm finding out about this now. Yep. Right. Oh, well, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you'll be in the next one. Be, yeah, we're going to do another one. one yeah. And you'll be, in the, you'll be eligible for uh, number two. Yeah. 
after your episode is released. Uh, so Timmy Riney here, we were gonna introduce you before. Uh, but I'll, so Act One, I want to know about your origins. Yeah, my, I, my I don't origins? actually know you that well, so this no. is, uh, What's this up, is Kevin? exciting. Hey Timmy, yeah. I don't know if we've ever formally <laughs> met. I've just kind of like been in the same spaces as you. And I've so... introduced you on stage. Yeah. That's true, but we. Well, I, don't, I don't even know most That's of the different. people I introduced on That's stage. That's different. Yeah. yeah. Did you get his last name right? Who could work? Oh, yeah, you got it. Nice. Wow. Nice. Good work. What do people usually say? I feel like it's, it's kind of slur it. They just kind of slur it. They're just like, oh, they're like, oh no. There's so many letters <laughs> in this. But, I don't know. Just slow and steady wins the Hoogerwerf. Yeah, it's this really easy name. It's very, it's phonetic. Um, so tell us about uh, your first time doing stand-up. First time doing stand-up, uh, I was asked to do it for Neil McLaughlin's fundraiser to fix his body event kind of thing. Right. It was at a... Uh, me and some friends were playing poker and we're just laughing our asses off for the entire mm-hmm. time. And then someone asked me to do uh, ten minutes of stand up at a show. I'm like, well, I guess we've been laughing for two hours and can probably put together a couple of uh-huh. dick jokes. And uh, just went up there and just did it. When was that? It wasn't oh, an open was about mic. It four was or five like years ago. Oh, cool. It was at uh, I think it was one of the early variety shows. Okay. Up there. Where was it? Uh, the Shakedown. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yikes. I say yikes. Yikes. Yeah. It was packed. It was packed. It was good. A lot of people uh, basically said, man, you talk fast. Yeah. I'm like, well, I guess that's <laughs> yeah. cool for, for, I've never done this before, but. I, <laughs> was that like a, was, did, was that your intention? Like, I'm going to go up there and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk really fast or was it. Did no, it just I just told the, way? I just told the, yeah. I don't even know what I said, but I guess it was perceived as funny. Do you, just, what were, do you, you don't remember any of it? I don't remember any of it. I know the second time I went up, it was, uh, it was all dick related. Just because I thought that's what was, you know, that's what everyone my age demographic yeah. and drunk was laughing at. Yeah. So I was like, eh. Who who were like the comedians at that? How many? Five, just me. Four or five years ago. Just me. It was just you doing it. Yeah. What about Neil? Uh, well, he was oh. he was hosting. Okay. Kind of with a broken body. Uh, it was like a fundraiser to pay his medical bills. Okay. Hmm. Did you just ride that momentum then? Like you had a good time and you were like, oh, people. I laugh. was doing that. People invited me to a couple things. I did like three shows and then i did a roast for neil okay and yeah that did really well and then after that it was just straight blackout comedy so yeah Yeah. because by that i mean i don't remember doing it the uh the scene the downtown scene it's like a lot of it like it was started by you and by or probably well this incursion yeah it was around about 10 years ago Uh it was huge in this town we had a lot of Uh road comics coming in big names uh when uh the fairhaven was a comedy club Okay. That was a comedy club. And then uh, the main guy booking all those shows uh, took his own life, and it really ended. I see. Um, and so Jay Benton is the only person I know who's still left right. from that scene. And he's uh, the guy at uh, Poppy's, Poppy's 360. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you are the founder of Gaffingham. Is that true? Or are you like a single? Uh, me and yeah. Dave Schweitz. Uh, okay. Dave Schweitz uh, approached uh, the owner, James, about doing it. Mm. We wanted just like another place to do an open mic, and yeah. James was like, all right, you can do it, but it has to be once a week on Mondays. Uh-huh. Like, uh, great. Tell once, me about the early days of Gafanian. Was it like was it hit right away? Oh, or? it was like the early days of the internet. It was the wild, yeah. wild west. We had four hours and about twenty comics. So we basically said four hours. Four oh hours. We started. At when did eight. the show start? We started yeah, at eight. We go till midnight. So every person got that, ten that's minutes. Too much. That's, that's too much. Every person got ten minutes. <laughs> that's and, terrible. And the host did about three to four minutes between uh-huh. each set. Oh it lasted forever. Our friends have never come back again. Uh-uh. That's terrible. Yeah. The host did three to four minutes. Oh, <laughs> between yeah. each set. I yeah. Don't we, think a host should be up there more than thirty. We seconds. learned to tone it down, but not soon enough. <laughs> yeah. Because you know, we don't have a lot of other shows. Uh, 
to compare it to because uh-huh. in town there's not really a lot and not of the other not a lot of the other comics traveled to see other shows mm-hmm. and so quickly learned that uh so people... when did when did the format start changing into like because now what it is Kafangham for the listeners is the open mic at the Green Frog every Monday and now it's just like there's like twenty comics four minutes a piece and then a feature at the end yep when did that like solidify uh, I went down to five minutes about six months afterwards. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I remember you made the decision to four, and it was like yeah, because we were still we we're yeah. still because we we're packing it. Mm-hmm. It's like got to cut it down to four, and uh, but now people are like ah, it's not worth doing four. It's like all right, well, well no one's yeah. showing up now, yeah, so people exactly. are getting six or seven, eight minutes because <laughs> right. no one wants to do it. Yeah, so now we have, it's sort of like contingent on how many people show up. Yeah, yeah. that defines time. But we still have twenty to thirty members in the audience that came to see mm-hmm. a show, and so if not a lot of the comedians decide to come out on a Monday, they're like, "All right, guys, right, you each get six minutes." Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, um, so why do you think that show survives other than because I've seen because it's weekly. Yeah. Because you don't need to worry about, oh, is it the last Saturday? Or is it every other Saturday? But uh-huh. I don't really know. Is it going to be, oh, right. is it a leap year? Oh, my God. So if it's yeah. once a week <laughs> on that same time schedule. And it's, and it's a true open mic, meaning that anyone, instead of like showcase shows, right? Which are still fun, but it's sort of like, you know a guy? It's yeah. just message. It's like it's like a closed, it's like essentially an open mic where mm-hmm. all you have to do is ask and you're on it. Unfortunately, uh, yes. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> that uh, has brought some very interesting people, as you know. Yeah. But then, I mean, there are other shows like The Horseshoe and things like that, and like oh, that was they, they that was a crowd work like, dream. Yeah, <laughs> some it, guy showed up. Two people wearing wife beaters. We talked to them like, "Oh, this is my bachelor party." <laughs> Sorry, it's more like, "Hey, this is my." I can't. I'll do. I can't do a crackhead voice, but <laughs> he was a crackhead, basically. Yeah. Sobered up for his bachelor mm. party, though. Apparently, you think that the demand is not that high around here for another open mic, or uh, satisfied? I don't see. There's another venue. It's not that we're saturated, just we don't have enough resources, as in comedians, to accommodate that. Mm-hmm. That's just it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. very difficult. It takes years of practice to be able to come up with three minutes every week of good stuff. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. So to produce more than that, if you want to do five minutes of solid entertainment a week, even that's kind of you borderline experimental comedy. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to do a set once. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, ah, that was five minutes. It did okay. Never going to do it again. Right, exactly. <laughs> Tell, I want to know about how, like, your style developed over the years. I have like, no how, like, clue. Your, just, like, your general, like, writing writing style and, like, how, how you initially started to do it and how how it's changed or has it changed. Uh, I don't think it has changed except for the fact that I've been sober for two and a half years. Okay. So the only thing that that has helped me with is I remember my transitions a little better uh-huh. and just can actually deal with stuff rather than splurting out the first mm-hmm. thing that comes to my head. What are what are generally for the listeners? What are generally things that you like to talk about on stage? Um, observational comedy. Uh-huh. Uh, I have a problem with stupidity yeah. and stupid people in general, yeah. and so I just it, it 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 ruffles my feathers. It grinds my gears. Do you do you <laughs> like to push the envelope when you're? Cause I, oh I fuck say, yeah. yeah! Can I can uh-huh. I say fuck? By you can say, oh, you can say oh, whatever you want. want. You can push the envelope on. All right, process. all right. Um, pushing an envelope is more or less. I want to tell jokes that I. I think it's funny. I want to be the uh, comedian that I want to see. Right. As with most people, you can see that with uh, Joel O'Connor wants to be Patton Oswalt. Right. Uh, yeah. Brett Emerson wants to be um, Bill Hicks, and you can yeah, see he does. you can <laughs> see that emulated very strongly. And so people say that I sound like Aziz Ansari, uh-huh. but I talk a lot like Robin Williams. Okay. So who do you want to be? Uh, Timmy Riney. Timmy Riney. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know. Yeah, Aziz Ansari. I can see it. When bit, I host yeah. the trivia at Ishka's, uh-huh. I've had people come up to me and say, like, 
You know, he sounds just like Aziz Ansari. Uh-huh. I, well, I could see it. It's just like, because he talks pretty quickly, and like, it's just kind of, I think it's just like the pace, maybe, or like the. Kind of, but when I also go like, Randy. Yeah. yeah. Randy. Oh, yeah. So I guess when he's doing the sort of like a bit voice, you yeah. can kind of see it. Um, but I guess when, so you say you're sober, okay, so let's take it from like your sober years on. Like, how do you deal with, like, uh... Yeah, let's like, not even cause, worry. Because I don't want your answer to just be like, I don't remember, I don't remember. Oh, I, I remember. <laughs> I have video proof. And that's how a lot of my sets, I, like, uh... I would be out and about and then get a text from Neil or whoever saying, Hey, you want to do a set tonight? Uh-huh. Like, I'm like, sure! Yeah, yeah let's do it! <laughs> and so I would just show up, apparently, and I, I would... Okay. About a week later, I would go through my GoPro footage... And just mm-hmm. find footage of a set. Okay. <laughs> you took a this? GoPro on stage? Oh no, I, I'd set it up on a table and just okay. watch myself. Uh, and so just I would I, I did about three or four sets where I taught the audience how to heckle. Uh-huh. <laughs> like you got to get to the root of the problem. Address anything physically. Hey, your head's too big for your body. You look like you mil- drink milk or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> so do you do you incorporate like a lot of crowd work into your into your sets or uh, like how much is written and how much is kind of like made up? I guess most of it is written, and a lot of uh, most of it is written, and the word choice is very specific. Okay. Um, and I try to do a lot of research because we have a lot of know-it-alls in the crowd so mm-hmm. one wrong word or number and they you lost them <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah you lost them yeah. so uh, a lot of it is planned but most of it i tend to just verbal regurgitation of words and thoughts mm-hmm. just to fill the void in dead space um, okay and then crowd work can be good um i try to avoid crowd work unless it's really necessary whether you need to get the crowd back up or someone needs to be put in their place mm-hmm. um like that one guy. <laughs> that one? Okay. Yeah. okay that was uh, an anomaly. I'm assuming, most people aren't like I'm that. I'm assuming you mean by that one guy as the most recent yeah. one guy, because, you know, yeah. deal, with him, deal with him quite... quite I feel apparently. like that guy was more aggressive than most people have he seen. He wasn't aggressive. At... He was attention-seeking. Right. And so the best way to deal with a heckler who won't shut up mm-hmm. is to actually address him and give him their time. It's like, right. oh, oh, how did that make you feel? Uh-huh. And give him about 10 seconds... And when they realize they can't even fill 10 seconds, normally they pull back. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, I have nothing to contribute. Yeah, I have nothing. I have nothing. Yeah. Like, okay, cool, thank you. Hope That's you enjoy cool. the rest of the show, dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how, what helps you workshop a joke when you're... Because I've workshop jokes with you before. Is it generally just like... Just bullshitting with other comedians it is, about it? Is it is bullshitting. Can I... Oh, fuck. Can I say shit, by the way? Yeah, oh, yeah. Make sure. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I like workshopping with other comedians, but the thing is, though, comedians laugh for different reasons. Yeah. Like the fact that they can visualize it better or that they're pissed off that they didn't think of it. Uh-huh. Um, my workshopping method is the fact that I commute 45 minutes to work and back. And so mm. I basically yell at my windshield into right. like my phone or whatever voice recorder. And I play that back to myself and do that about two or three times until I memorize everything. Okay. Oh, I see. Um, oh, you go and you do it into a voice recorder. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Well, John, you yeah. know that the, the L gg5 has a very good quality <laughs> yeah, voice recorder true. quick plug um, um uh, yeah, I basically do that right um, but a lot of times i do a lot of smoke breaks with people uh-huh. and they know that i'm a comedian so i run stuff by them mm-hmm. and they're very good uh gauge because yeah. they don't listen to a lot of comedy normally mm-hmm. but i guess what's the line though when you're like workshopping with other comedians and you're like the line between like hey that's a good point i'll take that but and oh, whether or not I respect that person as a comedian. Gotcha, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if they like it, I'm like, don't do don't that. Don't do that, yeah. <laughs> and how, and I guess how many times do you, like, workshop a joke on stage before you either, A, are like, 
okay, I'm not going to, I feel not going to That's the anymore. sad thing is, uh, so the way I work on jokes and notes is since I sit at a desk all day, I keep a Word document open and I'm constantly adding to it. And every two or three weeks, I start a new one. So it's all dated. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can go back three or four years to something that's dated around the same month period. And then, so if that's when I wrote up uh, like a Christmas joke, an Easter joke, uh, something to do with Martin Luther King Day or Cinco de Mayo, mm-hmm. uh, go back and I can find those ones. Like, oh, I totally forgot about that one. Right. And yeah. so then I can bring that one back in. So, and if it worked and I'm working on another bit next week, I completely forgot about that other one. And then I come back a year later, uh-huh. whatever. So it's, it's, uh, it's save your stuff. And that's the only way to remember if it's good or not. Right. Is, is not whether a crowd reacted to one joke mm-hmm. in a five minute bit. And you, you only use that one joke, right. and you throw away the other ones that are really good. Uh-huh. But, I don't know. It's... Yeah. So that's another thing, I guess. Like, how often are, like, are your jokes, like, contingent on, like, oh, what's the crowd like tonight? What day of the year is it? Where, like, my venue? Or so is the... it just, like, you just take your jokes anywhere? Um, That's the big discussion people want to talk about is I'm going to do the jokes I want to do. Uh, I'm not going to pander to the audience. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do me. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do your jokes if it's not a paid gig. And you're a no, and and if you're specifically invited, you can do your jokes. Mm-hmm. But if a booker invites you to do a show and it's a pretty big deal for you, right. you pander. Right. You you do what what does the crowd want? Yeah. What did the, what did they like? Who what is the demographic of the audience? What is what is what is it that they came out to hear? Uh-huh. They will love you. You'll be asked to come back now that they know you. Then you could do all that stupid butthole dick jokes. Yeah. So <laughs> that's that's fine. Um. Because recently, when I've been going to the frog. I'll have write like a four minute set, and then like two names before I'm called up, I'll see like a guy in the crowd, and I'll just scrap the set, and I'm like, just kidding, I want to do. I so talk what to you're doing instead. is gauging the audience, uh-huh. and that's typically like uh, I think the biggest thing uh, when you and me did Poppies last year, uh-huh. and that was your first time there. You'd right, never yeah. even been there before uh-uh. and done a set, and you still did all your uh, your college jokes and right. walking a girl home drunk right. to a group of people that are in their forties uh-huh. with their wives <laughs> yeah. and husbands. Fun. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that crowd, that was like the literally exact opposite of like any crowd that I'd ever done before. Yeah. You didn't you didn't yeah. read the audience. Right. You didn't read the audience. So since I've been there before, I know kind of what they like. So uh-huh. I talked about, I bashed on relationships and uh-huh. dating and yeah. uh, getting drunk and drunk stories and basically, first off, uh, alienating myself from them saying, I, I, I can't connect with you old fucks. Mm-hmm. Who, the, who right. the hell am I to come up here yeah. and, and make you laugh? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm old enough to be your grandkid, you old dude. Like, <laughs> and do that and just, and connect with them mm-hmm. but um, i made the same mistake at upfront when i first went there too because it was like i because i kept i kept making jokes about like the class i went to earlier that day and it was like they don't families. care yeah they just don't care yeah well it's just like uh, i don't yeah. i don't why am i hearing this yeah. this is it's a juvenile uh-huh. um read an audience beforehand uh any tips to uh comedians or any other performers who go up by themselves always watch re- uh the reactions from audience members even ones in particular mm-hmm. uh and just see what they're laughing at. See how if they cringe at anything. Right. Uh, okay, they're laughing at this. Oh, they're not laughing at this. One guy at the up front, I was watching him in the back. Uh, for 20 minutes, he had an oral fixation on a beer bottle and was just <laughs> <laughs> was just like sticking it in and out of his mouth. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he wasn't laughing. He was just doing that. And I just got stuck watching him. Wasn't even engaging <laughs> yeah. what anyone else was laughing at. Just uh-huh. this guy who just just mouthed around a bottle. I'm like, what the? How, who? Mm, that kid's got problems. <laughs> And it holds that. How do you deal with a bomb? So I like to ask stand-up comedians. Uh, you dress yeah. it immediately while you're on the stage. No, I mean like after, after the, after you get off stage. Oh, yeah. um, is it? Are you like looking right at your notes, being like as objective as possible, or do you just take the night to be like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm sad. All right, so two inches. All right, so there's two different styles of bombing. 
when you bomb around your friends uh-huh. uh, or people you know. Uh, luckily at Kefineham, as soon as I'm done with the set, I have to go right back into the sound booth. Uh-huh. So it's right back into work mode. Uh, the biggest bombing, um, great jokes, but no one wanted to hear them. Uh, right. I did a show in Philadelphia at the the Rat and Raven, and uh, one of the bookers got me on a show before the night of the big show. He wanted just me to just do some time before the big show in front of 800 people. Uh, so he got me on a show that is the anniversary show for a comedy group. You don't do that. Right. Yeah. It's, a, it's about 20 comedians who all know each other, yeah, who have been doing it for years, and it's their anniversary show. And the booker did did a deal with one of the guys saying, hey, I can get you more stage time if you can get my guy in on right. an anniversary show. That's like ordering a sandwich and a stranger comes in and takes uh-huh. a bite and you have to watch him till he swallows. Right. It's it's ridiculous. And just yeah. nobody won. Dude, nobody as soon as I got on yeah. stage, they all turned their backs and got drinks. Uh, except for like two yeah, people yeah, up front. Yeah. Well, how do you how do you gauge the difference? Like that that's like a like a really specific situation. How do you gauge that difference at like a normal set? Like if maybe you know that the set was great and the audience just didn't want to hear it. Like in general, how do you gauge that from like just a set that's a bad set? Okay, um, um, it comes down to experience. Uh, like if you take your same set on the road to certain mm-hmm. areas, uh, in Seattle, certain jokes will fly. In New York, certain jokes will fly. In Vegas, certain jokes like people do different styles and what a crowd is really used to. Mm-hmm. Um. Sometimes it's just the joke. They weren't ready to hear that kind of joke or don't want to laugh at that kind of joke. Or they already don't like you because you have a shirt that says, I hit women. You know, yeah, so yeah. It's, how you, if it, it's how you present yourself first, and that's what they're going to judge you on. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Like, like it or not, they're going to judge you before you even say a word. They judge you on your name. Because yeah. that's just how they, they, they have a picture and a word. And sometimes it's like you can really feel in like the air that even though there's a crowd there they're not yet an audience you know there's a difference between an audience and 20 people who happen to be sitting in the same room they're like they're like i don't know there's that thing where it's like these are good jokes but people are like there's like we just this is funny but we just haven't decided to all band together yet well and that's when like the whoever the opener was or whoever the host is like can make or break (laughs) right exactly (laughs) yeah that like i i know i had a show the other night uh up front and the crowd kind of seemed low energy uh and then james Tweedale went out and like uh, just warmed him up and like we were like oh he's getting nothing and then by the end right. of it they were so on board and they were uh-huh. like a super supportive audience so yeah. I don't know how important do you think that like just the the opening is for a show like yeah. or just uh, the guy before you yeah that is a variable that coincides with the atmosphere uh, heroin's doing ahead of time um, what what led up to the show mm-hmm. you know are people uh, ready to laugh yeah sometimes you have people that sit there with their arms crossed saying make me laugh fucker mm-hmm. <laughs> And this this is not going to work. All right, we're going to talk about how you change the oil in the crankcase on the motorcycle. That's apparently what you're into. So whatever. Um, By the way, there's no oil in the crankcase. But um, Uh, so you've been you've been doing the Kafangham for a while, and I'm sure you've seen a lot of people come and go. I like, and we've already gone through this a little bit. But like, what are some like some just like tips for like the general open micer who's like thinking about doing it for the first time, or the guy that's in it for uh, for the first six months? Like, it's like oh. It's things that Timmy sees all the time that you wish people uh, would just know. Watch a couple shows first, uh-huh. and see. And not like and but shows and, on Netflix. No, 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 yeah. no. You can't watch those ones. Watch uh-huh. an open mic. Uh, one time, watch the comedians. Uh-huh. Next time, watch the audience. Okay. You can you can see very quickly when they tune out. Um, and for your stuff, tell it. Tell your joke or story to someone multiple times and watch their eyes. When their eyes start to dip, that's when you've lost their attention. 
and you can shorten your story up. Cut right. out details. Cut out details. Cut out yeah. details unless they're very important. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. You always need to be asking yourself, like, does the audience need to know this? Does the audience need to know? How can you yeah. tell a six-sentence joke in one sentence? Right. Yeah, and that, and that's not because like oh you only have four minutes. It's just because mm. like other tips are it's basically so easy to get bored. The standard yeah. ones: never wear a hat or shorts. Really? You wear a hat sometimes, but it's it's basic. <laughs> you can never wear a hat, but, but it, it blocks the light from your face, so all you become is a talking mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the shorts doesn't matter how you feel. Yeah, I didn't know the shorts thing later, was a thing until a couple years. You don't ago. even notice it until you see a video of yourself. You're like, man, I look unprofessional. Yeah. <laughs> um, other tips. Um, never look sad. Oh, whatever. Right. Um, no, just learn, be yourself, be comfortable. If you need to get more comfortable on stage, introduce yourself to strangers in the audience first. Mm-hmm. Just introduce yourself, get their names and just get comfortable. Mm-hmm. Right on. Um, right on your hand. If you need to take notes, there's nothing shameful about taking notes on stage. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Professionals still do it. It's right. all right. This is basically about the writing process, correct? Yeah. So a or, lot of the tips, yeah. a lot of the tips people say for writing is go to a place you hate, because you won't be looking out for distractions. You won't be uh, looking for someone to run into. If you don't mm-hmm. like the place, you'll get most of your writing done. That's why people most write at work, yeah, because uh, they don't want to be there. So it's anything to distract them about being there. Uh, many people use notebooks. A lot of people are going digital. Uh, but you can't scan through a digital thing as fast to look for stuff. And you got to mm. charge your your joke book. Right. Kind of yeah. weird. <laughs> um, work on enunciating. Take all criticism. Right. Um, learn to hate people. Or just be more negative. You have to. <laughs> yeah. You have to be. You have to be very judgmental, mm. and you have to be sometimes just that grumpy guy. Yeah. If you take yeah. everyone's word as as actual word, mm-hmm. then you're letting everyone else influence you, and they want to mold you into what they want to see right unless you really respect them and know that their word is good and it doesn't follow what they do like mm-hmm. if i told you to do something but you know that's not what i do right and it probably carries more weight i see you know like stand up a little more john right. <laughs> <laughs> but i don't know why people would want to date me i only have two things i got a penis and a subaru and that's it <laughs> and in seattle if you have one you usually don't have the other <laughs> I did. 
did. Two weeks after that, I shot my balls off just to be sure. <laughs> Good work, Doc, but we can't be too careful. Boom! Right out of there. No babies. Yeah. That's All right, I'm relaxed. Yeah. My eyes are closed. I got gummy bears. <laughs> I can hear the ocean. Yeah. It all tastes a lot like Fruity Pebbles. That's just my... Yeah. What so, does? What? What? Tastes like Skittles. Fruity Pebbles? Skittles. Skittles taste like Fruity Pebbles? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Do you have any taste buds left? Yeah. Maybe... Skittles. No, I didn't think that until right now. It might be the coffee on my tongue combined with Skittles tastes like Fruity Pebbles. Can you confirm if he's chewing? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like if I gave you like a bowl of Skittles with coffee and a spoon, you'd be like, are these fruity pebbles? Yeah, I, it's, it's, it's impossible. The oh, texture, let's do a blind taste test. A blind test. taste test. We're like, oh, I can't. T- What's the difference? Are these Anyway. Let's put Skittles in milk and just give it to him. Mm, that sounds good. We can cut that. <laughs> I determine what gets cut. All right, whatever. Here's uh, my you, wrist, sir. You were going to say something about hecklers? All right, so... Uh, as far as hecklers go, there's good hecklers and there's bad hecklers. And uh, I get frustrated as a producer when certain comedians don't take the opportunity to do heckler work. Uh-huh. First of all, in yeah. any argument... So excited for when that guy was yelling. Yes. So excited. So just remember, in any heckle situation, when you have the comedian and one or two whatever hecklers, mm-hmm. whoever says the word fuck loses. If you go by, <laughs> I've heard this. I've if heard you this go by that rule, before. you will win. You know, like, fuck you, fuck you, man. Like, uh-huh. they've, they've lost. They've given right. up. They've gone to the ultimate. I've got nothing <laughs> right. left. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, so if you can resist the urge uh-huh. to just say the word fuck in any yeah. context, you will yeah. endure and eventually, you know, submit them to, yeah. you know, you, s- you're beneath me. I saw a comic in Seattle deal with a comic like that and was... It was disastrous. Uh, he was just like, oh, man, you're the worst. I'm not even going to finish my set because you're yelling at me. That's what he wants. Yeah, the and then like, he put the mic back in the stand, and then he stormed off, and he kind of went off the stage like, yeah, I put him in his place. But I was like, like no, you no, didn't. You, no. didn't. you, you totally you caved and lied to us <laughs> yeah. now. You're rewriting the past. We saw it. Yeah, you just uh, empowered him. And then guess what? So with most you didn't heckle, stop. <laughs> yeah, with most heckle situations, uh, thankfully in Bellingham we have very supportive hecklers. <laughs> That's a good joke, right, John. Yeah. Oh, Kevin, you, woo, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, like, can you can you calm down, sir? Yeah, yeah. you calm down. Like, yeah, you keep going. You rock, man. You rock. Yeah. Like those are the type of hecklers we get. So that's yeah. kind of good. But when you get grumpy, uh, won't shut up because they're way too drunk. Hecklers. Mm-hmm. The worst thing you can do is just feed that hate. Feed the haste. You gotta, you yeah. gotta counteract it with positivity. Yeah, that's like when all the cool videos when you see like officers dealing with shitty people by being nice. Nice. Uh huh. I can't believe yeah. you're getting pulled over. Blah 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 blah. Uh-huh. Oh, you have a lovely day, ma'am. All right. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You deal with it with positivity and do the opposite of what they're feeding, mm-hmm. and it'll basically bring them down. Like if they're being, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And yeah. as a producer, I've I've definitely kicked people out and or told them say, hey, if you're gonna continue this conversation, you can uh-huh. take it out back. As you can see, there's a show going on ten right. feet in front of you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. But other times, I let it go because you could see three or four comedians in the back like, oh, man, am I up next? Oh, fuck yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm getting ready for this. and start uh-huh. getting ready. Like, I want that guy to stick around. I want that guy to stick around. Yeah. yeah. And you see about three or four comedians just waiting to go up there. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, they're going to deal with this. Yeah. Hopefully. Or I'm going to yeah. see what they can do. Yeah, that's why I was time, a little disappointed because he kind of stopped yelling by the time I went up. And I was like, like ah, say I something. Was like, I was like, oh, man. What's so, I had so many good retorts. What's yeah. worse, so, though, I hate when comedians will make a callback to that guy as if we're all suddenly on that side still hating on that person. Right, yeah, yeah. I'm like, dude, he didn't interrupt your set. He interrupted uh-huh. the show, right. which is fine. You can positively uh-huh. kind of maybe bring it back in, but you can't just bash on someone who's not even around anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Unless you're just waiting, like, man, that guy, you know, interrupted the show an hour and a half ago. Right. I'm going to talk about it now. Right. If that's cool. <laughs> that reminds me of this one guy. Uh, he, like, yelled at me. He was like, do some crowd work. Like, see, so obviously seen me before. And I was like, all right, man, what's your name? He's like, ask me what I do for work. And I was like, what do you do for work? I work at Costco. Okay. And then I was like, ask me what's the weirdest thing I've seen there. I'm like, this seems premeditated. <laughs> I was just like, I'm not just going to... Do the do the script that you handed me. He's yeah. like, oh, I hope I hope he calls on me. Like, <laughs> I want it to be natural and organic. Except I've thought it all the way through. Uh, anyway, so Act Two, right. we get uh, a little more deeper, a little more serious. Um, where I like to start with, where you were born? I was born in Coopville, fuck all Washington. Okay, and and it's, Co- it's Coopville. It's okay. south of Oak Harbor. <laughs> it's got a little soap factory, and it's where all the killer whales are captured around here and whatever. Is that where you went to high school too? Uh, Oak Harbor. And what brought you up here? It's not Oak Harbor. <laughs> uh, mountain biking, actually, up oh, at Galbraith. Cool. Moved up here for mountain biking. But I thought you went. You, Western didn't move. Like the initial move to Bellingham wasn't. Oh, to go to college? Moved, no, yeah. it was to get the hell out of Oak Harbor. Oh, really? Yeah, well, yeah, what's yeah. so bad about Oak Harbor? Uh, it's a Navy town. There's nothing there. There's no one between the ages of 18 and 27, except for Navy guys. Uh, there's not. There's no industry. So, there's just there's nothing to do. Our motto was: if it's fun, it's probably illegal. It's a nest just, yeah. that you fly away from. <laughs> That's what you're do you supposed ever visit to do. there? Do you ever yeah. visit there? Yeah. Just I don't stay overnight unless I really have yeah. to. Like, I'm leaving early in the morning. But no. yeah. Do you have any siblings? I have one younger brother. <laughs> um, are you, like, the only creative person in your family? Or? Oh, no, 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 no. We're okay. all very creative. Grew up in the theater. My mom's uh, uh, very big into singing. Like, she wants to do Broadway singing. Mm-hmm. Like, she, like, she's done one... She did an entire two-hour performance by herself. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. Uh, sister, sister Robert Ann from Nonsense. That's her character. Uh, my dad's very creative as well, photographer, and helps out with all the. That's where I get my nerdy stuff, all the right. tech stuff. Did they? Did they like push you into like being on being an it actor was, and things like that? Or? No, it was not pushing. It was dragged. Okay. Uh, I was, <laughs> I was dragged, you didn't want to. I was voluntold to do a lot of the stuff because uh, I was already there. Mm-hmm. So, so did you do like theater in high school and college and things like that? Oh hell no. Okay. By that time, I was like, I don't have to do this shit anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, so I grew up in the theater, grew up on the tech side, grew up on stage. Gotcha. Got to see a bunch of it, and then as I got older, like 26, 27, mm-hmm. I just saw so many people do it horribly. I'm like, dude, oh, yeah. get, get off. Right. Get off the stage. Okay, do do these things. Uh-huh. Okay. And eventually realized I enjoyed being on stage a little more. Right. Gotcha. So what, like, initially drove you towards the comedy side of things? What was it? Was oh, it I just like to laugh, and I was just drunk all the time. But when and did so, you know? When did you know? No, like, um, when you were five years old, it's like I like to be drunk all the time. I think I, I think I really, I think I knew I wanted to pursue uh, comedy a little more. Was after Neil McLaughlin's roast, when it was basically seventeen minutes of ripping on a guy I had only known for a month. Uh-huh. Um, oh, was that right? Yeah. Huh. I only knew him for about a month. And he huh. wanted me to roast him, huh. which is fine, I guess. I mean, like, so I, you knew you wanted to pursue comedy after you had done it a couple of times. It sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just because it came naturally to make fun of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it was good. Were you the funny kid back in high school and junior oh, high? No. No, I was, I was the nerdy, geeky. I weighed, like, I ran cross country and track just because I was good at it, but I hated running. Uh-huh. Well, yes, yeah, just a skinny little white kid. I think uh, junior year, I went from 125 to 112 pounds. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I was just fast as hell. Ran a, I think senior year, I ran a 416 mile at state. So if I talked to like your friends from high school, they would they be like, "Oh, Timmy, he's a comedian." Yeah, that makes sense. Or no, would they it would be, be weird. Like... It'd be over the phone at the prison, but that's okay. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> what? No. What? Okay. Uh, um, well, did, were you were you like the quiet phony kid? Like, did you did you have like the little like 
I don't even know how it would be or... perceived. Uh, yeah. I mean, because I was still doing all the audiovisual stuff because that's that's what me and my dad gotcha. did. So I got thrust into the limelight and making all the stupid videos for folks and then like right. like the yearbook mm-hmm. videos and annual videos where everyone say and I'm like oh, give it up for Tim Ryan for doing this. I'm like, don't you dare uh, yeah. say my <laughs> well, name. Yeah, the reason yeah. I do this is to be behind the scenes. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I don't want to. Um, I don't want so much credit for. No, I didn't yeah. want to be in front. I had a face full of crater acne. Yeah. I didn't want to be up there in front of people. <laughs> but then somewhere it switched, right? The point where like you want to be behind the scenes, and then all of a sudden it took this turn where it's like, I want five minutes all to myself. Uh, Spotlight on me. That was literally due to the growing up uh, process. Of basically drinking uh-huh. and, and alcoholism uh, forced me to socialize more and learn that I had a voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, grew up, I don't say grow up, but... It was just party house after party house after party house, uh-huh. and so. Mm-hmm. Well, these like your college years. Or? Oh yeah, okay. oh yeah. Um, freshman year is more or less just getting used to being on own, dealing with roommates and your friends, telling your friends to do the dishes or take out the garbage, Kevin. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dealing with that stuff, paying bills, learning that you know people off the streets aren't all good. Right. No. You know, it's basically from Oak Harbor into the real world. Uh-huh. Uh, after that, it was just party houses and dealing with uh, socializing a little uh-huh. more. Yeah. And just learning how to talk. And a lot of people say, like, no, I'm comfortable talking to someone after, like, three or four beers. Uh-huh. What you really mean is, no, I was comfortable talking to someone after about 20, 30 minutes. Right. You don't have to be drinking. Uh-huh. It's just the time elapsing. So once you figure that out, that you don't have to, I don't know. The, the drinking really forced me to open up and right. just be a talkative person. Was there ever a point where you thought that, like, oh, I need to be funny and I can only be funny if I have X amount of drinks? Oh, definitely. Yeah. That's your that's your typical, I have a routine. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, like, I have, to, I have to pace around for a little bit. I have to calm stuff down. I have to have at least two or three, maybe ten beers beforehand. Uh-huh. Uh, have a cigarette. Like, these people's routines. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So, it, but it's very common for people to think that their their nerves are calmed down by either smoking a bowl or having a beer before they go on stage, or in front of an audience, uh-huh. um, as long as it's not professional, like Broadway. Like, man, I gotta smoke a bowl before I gotta do Hamlet. <laughs> right. So, so what were those years like before you really got into comedy? Like, I mean, I mean, I guess what were you doing? Like, were you figuring out other things that you wanted in life, or like, what did you have before you had comedy? Uh, spent eight years in college, studied engineering, so I was basically just design work. Oh, cool. And trying to figure out how to. Uh, design and engineer better products uh, in between my party time. It was basically just socializing and doing crazy events. Yeah. And just activities and just trying to figure out what to do with people and meet people and just get the fun on. That's literally what I did for eight years. Like, I lost my 20s. You don't don't understand, like, sobriety, (laughs) I'm making up for lost time. Yeah. Like, I I go to the trampoline zone every Tuesday. They sponsor us now. Mm -hmm. I go skydiving a bunch and just do, uh, got on the motorcycle and got on Play the drums a hell of a lot more. Just, just I'm making up for lost right. time that I gotcha. just partied, partied, partied. How long have you been sober for? Two and a half years. Two and a half years. Was there a fear that when you went sober, you were like, I'm not going to be funny anymore? Or oh, was, well, at that point, was it just like, That was matter? a thought, but I was more or less worried about like, my life is over, man. Uh-huh. Like, my life's over. You're not going to be funny anymore? I'm like, I'm, I'm not going I'm, I'm to stop breathing. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, what made you like, what, what was like the big reason you decided to uh, be sober? Uh, the second DUI charge. Gotcha. Yeah. I guess. And we- I say charge. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> 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 I guess what? So that was that the. I guess how many years in did, did it to begin to tip, and then I guess because I feel like there's Be- always to you know, tip. 
you know, to tip the other way, because like, you're having fun, and then it just starts to tip the other Turn way. Turn into work? Yeah. Uh, when when it feels like you're carrying the momentum, like basically with guffawing ham, uh-huh. when, when I feel like I have to go on stage to get everyone back up by telling some of the stupid jokes uh-huh. uh, that I don't want to do, but I know it'll bring the energy of the crowd back up right. for the next comedians. Uh-huh. Um, and then sometimes when you get low attendance, you, you hear more people uh, bitching and complaining about something, but don't want to do any action uh-huh. or put the, the sweat into the work to make it happen and right. so it's, it's like am i doing this for myself because that's what it feels like a lot of times with the confine ham is that i'm doing it just so that i have a place to perform five mm. minutes once a week right yeah exactly um that's where it feels like the weight like am i really doing this like have i even written anything in the week span or uh-huh. between the last shows you need to go up on stage like most of the time i write a set the act before i go on stage right yeah it's like yeah. Uh, what have I done in a long time? <laughs> but that's like, the, to me, that's the most exciting way now it is, anyway. It can yeah. be. It, yeah. If you could push yeah. yourself and say, I'm going to go up without a net, I'm just going to wing it. And it can go yeah. can go south, it can do great. Yeah. But well, I guess I'm not saying that's the only way to do it, but to me, it's just an, it's a new drug, is mm-hmm. what it is. Because, you know, you get tired of the old drug of just... Well, can you work that know? muscle? That's what it is. Yeah, exactly. Well, sometimes you're not going to be able to pull that, those mm-hmm. words or jokes uh-huh. out, of your, out of your... Cerebellum. I'm not gonna do it. Uh, so, do you deal with uh, anxiety and/or depression, and if so, how does that affect your comedy? Uh, very much so, yes. But with my anxiety, uh, I look at a lot of things logically, mm-hmm. and so it's. I try to keep a very calm composure. I'm too old to get stressed out or angry about things anymore. Mm-hmm. It doesn't help anything. Uh, so just calm compose take a break come back look at it my anxiety to get on stage causes me to take a shit before i go on stage every time <laughs> right. it's just, i don't yeah. not even if i'm even nervous yeah i'm not even nervous and that's just it's, it's routine for some bizarre yeah. reason show, routine, uh, routine shit depression i try not to carry it on stage uh if you are depressed and you want to talk about something talk about something that you hate mm-hmm. uh as long as it's funny i typically talk about hating babies yeah, I'm just that's <laughs> yeah, that's your that, special. That's hating your, on babies. Your, yeah. yeah, that's your album. Yeah, you know I'm hate, sad if you hear me bragging on babies. <laughs> it's like you with a bassinet, like thumbs down. Yeah, Timmy <laughs> hating on babies. Going to the yeah. compactor. You know, oh god. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I guess does it does it help you? Does it drive you towards writing? I guess in general, or is it? Or if you're in, in a state of depression, do you? No, no stimulants help me write. If I'm if I'm depressed, I'm down. I'm not I'm not in the writing mood. Yeah. Uh, but what that'll cause me to do is to go out and socialize and see what other people who are depressed what they're doing. Right. And go and eventually come up with something funny like yeah I think that if we had currency on the moon would they call it cheese you know like uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> something silly like that. And so, you know, depression is basic depression. It's while it is strongly associated with comedians in general it's also associated with musicians it's associated with engineers and just mm-hmm. it's, it's everyone uh-huh. uh, when they talk about comedians who are depressed all the time most people who find themselves on stage are already down yeah. are already depressed are mm-hmm. lonely uh, we don't get high society smiling all the time people on stage talking about how great their life is no, no. we t- we get here we get people talking about how they put bets on which raccoon in the dumpster is going to make it out first. Uh-huh. <laughs> or whatever. Like yeah. It, it's, it, yeah, it's the island of misfit toys. Yeah. It's the table in the back of Kapanga. People typically don't find the stage. They typically say, hey, here's a place that will give me a shoebox for 10 minutes or uh-huh. five minutes. 
here's something I think is funny, and they take that attention. Hey, this is actually something good mm. in my life and positive for once yeah. or a little bit. Yeah. Is it therapeutic to you? Very therapeutic. Yeah. Um, just to get up there and have, if you can hold the attention of strangers for a few minutes, uh, yes, you can get it out, get some thoughts out. And that's when you talk about going up there without a net and just talking. Mm-hmm. How does your brain click? Right. You know, how, what makes your thought process happen? Right. That's the only way you find out is by not shutting up. Keep talking. It's that kind of where you keep writing. You don't stop writing. Just keep mm-hmm. writing. Keep writing. Eventually, you'll start writing stupid words. So. <laughs> Do you think that like all all the great comedians are are depressed deep down, or is it is it like a necessity or not? To know what depression is, yes. Okay. It's the same thing about uh, like knowing what addiction is. Like you don't like how how do you deal with addiction is by knowing like you've been addicted to something before, uh-huh. you know. So how do you deal with it? Mm-hmm. How do you come back? It's basically thing like mm-hmm. have you bombed before? How do you deal with bombing? Uh, have you been depressed? How do you deal with it? Um, knowing the lows, knowing the highs, knowing not to punch down in a joke, knowing, yeah. Why is stand up so addictive? Do you think it is, there isn't? Uh, it's a necessity for for most people. I it's think. a form of adrenaline. Yeah. Um, even yeah. I've seen comedians bomb they bomb eight times in a row and they're back the ninth time, like is I don't know like so sometimes it's all they have left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're hanging yeah. by a thread, man. Right, yeah. <laughs> like kudos to some people. I'm like this guy is back like for the tenth time in a row. Because we'll see. Like because compared to you or I or whoever, mm-hmm. they may be shit, but it is still the best day of their week. Yeah. Right. You know. Um, I know we have certain comedians that come out and perform uh, because it's safer there than it is at home. Uh, it's safer there than it is with their roommates or their, they have probably, uh, there's a couple that stays with them who fight all the time. Right. And so it's just a safer environment to be at a comedy show that's free. Yeah. Right. And so sometimes they just talk about it on stage. Talk a little bit about like the, the like comedian community, I guess. Um, it doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. <laughs> not real. Roll no, 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 I don't. I don't. I don't hang out with you guys outside of this. You realize that? Yeah. <laughs> There's no community yeah. here. Uh, uh, it exists solely in the fact that we may be in the same place at the same time later on. Yeah. Uh, and that we can possibly speak the same language. If I talk right. like the difference between a set and a bit, right? Uh, or uh, the setup, a punch, uh-huh. uh, a feed line. You know, like if you know what those things are, mm-hmm. you can speak sa- kind of the same language. Yeah. That that's really about it. Do you find some someone funny? Right. You might want to hang out with them a little more. It yeah. might be good, but uh, most of the time they end up either being too sober or too drunk or yeah. too annoying. They don't shut up. <laughs> totally. uh, very too excited. Sometimes you meet people like, "Hey, how's it going, man? I'm Timmy." Oh, yo, you, yeah, you're Timmy, right? Yeah. I've seen your videos. Uh-huh. I hope you mean comedy. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Uh, you could you get people that hopefully not yeah. the yearbook video. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I talked about being in space or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, because when people are like, "Oh, I'm thinking about doing open mic, yada yada yada," and they ask me about Kafangham, I'm like, "Okay, like you go down there, you sign up. There's gonna be a group of comedians in the back. They think they want to be exclusive. They're not. Just go up and just sit with them." And just ask, like, where's the list? And that just a pretty good way to do start it. talking. Yeah. I, I want to do that to everyone now just to force those comedians to yeah. talk to people. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, just talk down. to these yeah. guys. Because <laughs> like, we, we look so off-putting because we're all staring at our yeah. notebooks. Seriously, right? yeah. I know they don't look like they want you to yeah. talk to them, but just keep talking. They do, yeah. Just, just keep just talking. Just keep talking, you know? <laughs> just ask questions be like, hey, how much time do I got up there? It's like saying, I know the officer doesn't look like he wants you to play with his gun, but he really does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should totally go up and play with the yeah. taser, even if he's still got it on. And we just we just like look like a bunch of sad sacks. No, when it comes uh, to the community, are, but... the community of comedians, mm-hmm. it's uh, 
it's really hard to describe it's more or less i don't really want to hang out with most of these people <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right yeah i think those the that's why we have this show oh, and it's, and it's, and it's like competitive too because like you're you are all like i i don't know i i know i want everyone to do a good set but also mm-hmm. like john said this uh yeah. on the show before like you also want to have the best set or you want to have yeah. like the most time um, you can have a pride thing and want to have the best set mm-hmm. like i know i'm better than everyone else here right like why like i, I know right. i can do better blah, blah blah or no like if only these people know how or, oh, if only these people knew how good i was last mm-hmm. summer uh-huh. something like that but it's also i look at it we all need to be good right. in order for the town to keep coming to these shows yeah it needs to be a solid performance and so i look yeah. at people who uh aren't doing that well or just need a couple little tips mm-hmm. right it's like i go to i go to every single person mm-hmm. and most of the people like like you uh uh lee cox and like kyle lingberg right. uh, like just go up and literally just a, a, a pat on the back say like uh-huh. good set while i'm moving around the room right like that's all you need to kind of say like uh-huh. like good like, right just keep, yeah. just keep at it keep uh-huh. doing what you're doing a lot right. of people say, like, you shouldn't say, like, good set. That means nothing. Well, when I'm yeah. pressed for time, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, literally just that, that's my, my, my pad of approval. It's yeah. like, good job. Yeah. I don't have to worry about you. That's yeah, basically exactly. what it means. Yeah. yeah, people do say that, like, saying good set means nothing. Well, saying nothing actually means nothing. <laughs> yeah, correct. Uh, it, basically, yeah. it basically means, you know, my, I don't, I, don't have to be, I don't have to be worried about you. I don't have to uh, go up and say anything other than, you're on in two comedians or you're on in five minutes. Right. And I know I can trust you. And if someone comes up and says, good set and that's it, pretty much that means like if I do another show, I would want you on that show. Mm-hmm. Right. You're reliable, you're trustworthy, I know you put on a good show. Exactly. If I don't have to give you tips or something uh-huh. like that, then you know it's like you still have something to work on. Yeah. Uh I think we're at time. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to bring up in, in the second act? Uh, podcast live at the upfront. Yeah, <laughs> process, process live. live. What did I say? Podcast upfront, live. May nineteenth, ten p.m. It's five dollars. Uh, Timmy's not gonna be there. Sorry, Timmy. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> all right, man. let's get into the final act. All right, the final act. The final act. So, what inspires you, yada, 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 things that we like, things that Kevin doesn't like. Oh, yeah. That's that sounded so scripted. Uh, it is. <laughs> All right. Well, well, uh, well yeah, who what, inspires yeah, you? Who, yeah, I want to know the comedians that inspire Timmy Riney. Uh, I like comedians who, first of all, are, are creative. Mm-hmm. That's all. Uh, but... Not people. You're gonna say Korean. Yeah, not Korean. Oh (laughs) man, dude. Yeah. Uh, Fucking. Korean comics are the best. Oh, Kim Consol, dude. That guy is awesome. Yeah. John Lee. Oh man, he's so funny. Currently, my still favorites are people who keep going with the joke Mm -hmm. and are very creative. Uh, people who know the difference between clean and dirty jokes and like to be on the very extremes. Sometimes middle ground can be okay. I like Mm -hmm. jokes uh, from comedians that basically uh, are groaners. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just like not disgusting but just okay when someone says the difference between a clean joke and a dirty joke and they want to hear the dirtiest joke you look up doug stanhope 60 inches of aids it is the <laughs> dirt most it's the oh, disgusting the the no the the segment oh, in his okay joke. i was like Dang, it's it's, <laughs> it's it's the one segment where it just it's the dirtiest raunchiest mm-hmm. bit look it up 
Doug Stanhope, sixty <laughs> inches of AIDS. Okay. It is the it is the extreme of the spectrum of the litmus test of dirty jokes. Um, <laughs> and then you got like on the other side, you got like Regan and yeah, Seinfeld Regan. And stuff. I can't. I, yeah, the last yeah. time I saw, I just couldn't take that man. No. It was just too. Kind of ruined it for it you. Like, yeah. He's just he's trying to pull yeah. jokes out of thin air. Mm-hmm. Um, inspire me, really. Uh, Who else? I know um, you're a fan of like Burr. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah. Bill Burr definitely. Yeah. Uh, but I'm trying to remember. Um, uh, Tom Rhodes is what every comedian strives to be. He doesn't have a physical address. He just tours around the world doing stand-up. That's awesome. That's uh-huh. all he does, and he's great at it. And it, he's 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 one of my favorites. And then you have Colin Quinn, who is the comedian's comedian. Yeah. Uh, but he's gotten more off on the political stuff. You think Colin stuff. Qu- Quinn is like the essential comedian-comedian? Uh, comics, he's up there. Comic? Yeah. Uh, he's, he's up there. He's yeah. definitely one of the other guys to... You look up to like if if there's a room full of comedians that are all starting shit uh-huh. and they don't know where to go, they'll look towards Colin. I see. Um, other than that, you had Greg Giraldo, who was a very very intellectual comic, um, who just who's dealt with observations in a way that we had all are pissed off that we didn't see. Uh-huh. Um, as far as inspirations, though, I look to a lot of a lot of different styles. Mm-hmm. Does that is anyone you tried to emulate early on? Mm, early on, well. We used to get so high we couldn't get the Robin Williams DVD out of the player, so it would just loop. All right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Which one? Do you remember? Uh, was oh, it not Live on Broadway. Live, yeah. Oh, it's the best. Yeah, yeah. That's the best, his best. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, that's just where I first got my. That's where my acting background and my love of comedy and that you don't run into a single family member of any family that says Robin Williams was bad. Right. Like, they'll watch that with their eight-month-old kid. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, no, no, yeah. it's Robin Williams. It is perfectly yeah. acceptable. Right. It's, so uh-huh. he can say anything. It's Robin yeah. Williams. Yeah. <laughs> um, other inspirations, I actually look to a lot of uh, different writing styles from other people. You have slam poetry, or uh, like rap battles, mm-hmm. uh, and people that literally come up with different creative ways to approach a situation. When you have uh, rap battles, but instead of hating people, they had compliment battles. Uh-huh. Like, I love that, because it's a yeah. challenge. <laughs> this guy's so nice. It's yeah, so hard. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. is hard. Well, we yeah. used to, I know, we, we just did the Shakespeare format uh, at the upfront, like, the improvised Shakespeare, and we, to warm up, we used to do, like, Shakespearean insults, and then, yeah, we would do the compliments on the other yeah. side of that. It's so much harder so much to harder, say something yeah. nice. It's, it's a real test <laughs> of your creativity. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so you look through a lot of things that, that inspire you, that you know uh, is not only thought-provoking, but took... Uh, just a lot of depth and thought and contemplation uh, to reach that. Yeah. You're right. like, like, fuck yeah, man. That's sick. <laughs> totally. Man. What are the, any, any certain comics that you're like, I don't get why this guy is famous. Fucking Dane Cook. Why is, Dan, well, besides Dane Cook. I can tell you why Dane Cook's famous. <laughs> I mean, he's, he I mean, he's, not, he's, not even, he's not famous anymore, though. Yeah. Like, Who? Dane Cook. Who? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, like, he... He had a big following because at the time period of, of, he just got a huge college following. Yeah. Um, I'll maintain. I don't yeah. like his comedy, but I will. Right. He's a good storyteller. Yeah, yeah. I think. I just, I just he, never found he, it um, funny. I agree. Yeah. I, his jokes step, don't hold up, even if, even if they're funny the first time, they won't be. The, whether you like, like, I don't want to rewatch his special. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, whether you like yeah. him or not, first time I saw his stand up, he reminded me of that guy in the middle of lunch in the cafeteria getting on the tables, just oh, totally, throwing yeah. fries in his face for attention. Yeah, exactly. That's what I got yeah. from him, and I immediately hated him. But uh-huh. the people like I don't really get mainly because I'm sober now. Is the the uh, Jeff Dunham. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I, I think I have yeah. his special in here somewhere. I'm, like, embarrassed that I didn't I say it. it. The racist <laughs> puppet said it. Don't right. you? Yeah. I didn't do it. Yeah. It's just... He's, just, a, he's yeah. a middle of America act, you know? He'll do great in Iowa. Well, I think I thought, he, like, I thought he was so funny when I yeah. first saw him in, like, probably middle school or, like, early uh-huh. high school. And but then... then like, yeah. Not after that. Not after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Uh, you do have to. I think I've said this on the show before. Like you have to give him a little credit for like being the only ventriloquist act. Yeah, it's like, well, that, it's like that the, made it onto fact. TV. Yeah. yeah, correct. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I'm um, not the demographic because yeah. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> um, who who are like uh, your new favorites? Who uh, are you currently watching? Uh, I listened to. I just discovered Mike Kaplan. I uh, really like his stuff. He's mm-hmm. really MYQ MYQ Mike. Yeah, he plants his feet, doesn't move, very witty. Every single word is memorized. Uh, some other ones are, I mean, Nate Bargatze is still my new, my new favorite. And it's yeah, not whether uh-huh. you, whether if, if they've been around for a while, you haven't heard of them. Like, uh, right, yeah. like you can rediscover albums. Like uh-huh. I didn't even, I didn't even know, like, uh, the Patton Oswalt one from 2009. I finally yeah. listened to the other day. I'm like, right. He making com- predictions about Obama. Is that like the comedy equals time? Was that one? Is that is that that one? I can't remember. Okay, anyway. It's when he introduces yeah. the ad, he just like that's kind of how I told you I'm having a kid. I'm right. having a kid, guys. Right. Yeah, like, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing is like when when someone asks you how many comedians can you name, mm-hmm. uh-huh. it is completely arbitrary because when it's when their only exposure is say Netflix comedians yeah, right. or Comedy Central comedians, but I can name thirty comedians that are within a five minute oh, drive absolutely. of me, but they're yeah, like who, yeah. who, who, right, who, yeah. who, 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 who's yeah. that? Like if, like Derek Sheen is, is the biggest name in the area mm-hmm. next to like Nick Thune and a couple other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people in this area don't even know who they are, but they've opened for like uh, Derek Sheen is open for Pat Oswald, Jean Garofalo, mm-hmm. he's done a bunch, bunch of stuff, just came out with a new album. Mm-hmm. Very great comedian. Most people don't even know him because he hasn't been on T V. Yeah. yeah. That's true. And listening to just podcasts in general uh, exposes you to a lot of yes, yeah, so a lot of comedians. You Bill Burr have, yeah. has uh-huh. the best one uh, mm-hmm. right now. It's like all comedies. Uh, oh, what was the acronym? I can't remember. But he introduces he interviews a lot of good comedians. Uh-huh. Uh, Mark Marins is a really good one. Yeah, that's how um, I discovered uh, yeah, Nate Bargatze, uh, Nikki Glaser. Uh, who else? A bunch T.J. Miller, like a bunch of people that like kind of fly under the radar. They don't necessarily have a special or like the special. They will, like, in five years or whatever. Those, yeah. those people watch all of Ari Shafir's This Is Not Happening. Yeah, They're on the yeah, third season. Those, yeah. those are great. Uh-huh. They're uh, It's a great format. They just tell stories. And they're great <laughs> stories. Why do you think uh, this always happens with famous comics that after, like, the third special, they just, they just stop being funny? Or after the second <sighs> special, they just, like... It's with bands too, you're like, oh, it's not as good as the old stuff. That is, is it just a nostalgia thing? Or? No, no, no. I think that's typically the audience is getting... That original rush or adrenaline of hearing those jokes for for that st- uh, that style uh-huh. is is old for them. It's like when you pick up a new hobby, like this this bores me now. Someone's right. hobby, um, unless they cre- keep working on their craft. Uh-huh. Like Dave Attell is my all time favorite comedian. Right, he is just the like ever since uh, uh, Insomniac, uh, and he when I saw him with Doug Sanhope at the Moore Theater in Seattle, well, like I think when what you're trying to say is. Why is it why is it that someone can only come up with 180 minutes of good stuff in their lifetime? It's just like it's just a trend. It's just like a it's like a common trend where it's like well, special comes yeah. out, it's funny. Second special comes out, it's funny. It's like Third being, special comes out, and it's like this isn't good anymore. Well, you I think you're trying to imply is that people can get burnt out. Right. Uh, it's not everybody though. Well, like, well it's it's also like uh, I I heard this one band talk about not their second album was actually I think better than their first, uh-huh. but they were talking about how like. 
his first album he had written his whole life. Like, his first 25 years of life was right. spent with life experience, and then eventually he wrote this album. Uh-huh. And the second album they wrote, it was him and the band, they wrote in, like, a year. Right. And so it's, like, I, I see, think yeah. there is, like, this, if you have, like, your first special is, like, this is my entire comedy career now summarized in one special. And right. then you have, like, a year, and it's, like, oh, here's another special. Oh, oh shit. Like, yeah. I have to now live up to, to like, yeah. 20 years of, yeah, like, material, basically. But that's everyone. That's musicians. Yeah. That's comedians. Oh, exactly. That's yeah. artists. Uh-huh. Uh, it's the same thing. as like, oh, now I'm in the limelight. Oh! and it's i think it's hard and and that's why it's like often called like the sophomore slump at least in music is Uh i think you can you have that period where it's like oh shit i don't know how to live up to my first stuff and then you kind of fail and then you're like okay well now i've got nothing else to lose and so you can kind of reinvigorate Mm. but it doesn't always happen that's true yeah because you have the the greats like louie and carlin who just seem to be consistent almost every time they pump out a special what that i mean that comes down to knowing that you don't have to do something right now like are you contractually obligated to produce something right now it's going to be shit if you're allowed to wait or if you've spent the entire time getting up and you Uh know how to produce stuff like i'm just gonna go out there and talk the the Mm -hmm. demand for content now is just crazy oh yeah just like they get frustrated if you don't have one special one special a year like yeah it's like yeah once that's hard that's yeah they only crazy hard they only give me six feet on my foot shackles like Uh i can only go so far (laughs) on my netflix contract i got a uh, guy complaining me like at the upfront show and he was just like oh really like it's like oh man like that guy he He's, he told the same jokes last time, and I, he was just so bummed out about it. I <laughs> no, like, I have that too. Yeah. I, I see that too. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, if, if, like, just as an audience member, you can like be disappointed to be like, like, all right, like I heard that before. You understand why but we you, don't? You can't have... be like shocked about it. Yeah. You know, like, but this is why yeah. we don't have as many regulars that can find him. Because because we have same comics yeah. generally, ninety percent of the same comics uh-huh. telling ninety percent of the same jokes right. like they've heard them before. Uh-huh. And that's the that's the complaint I hear most of the time is I've heard this joke before and there's way too many dick jokes. Yeah. Like that's Yeah. Uh, not, not 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 only is it the same joke, but it's the same kind of joke. It's yes. like, hey, this is a new joke. Oh, same subject still? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like some, people want something to watch on their lunch break every day. And yeah. if, uh, if, if right. there's only one hour of comedy, then I know, that yeah. I mean, that's like what watch. drives them to like a live show. It's like they can't just watch stand up at home if they want. But, yeah. but then, speaking uh, about yeah. lunch breaks uh-huh. and stand up comedy, is the one thing I would like to do here, probably not going to happen, but they have in Portland, is lunch hour open mics huh. or, or showcases yeah. for basically on your lunch break, go down to a cafe or a comedy club and actually do three minutes oh, on your lunch break or yeah. watch an open mic yeah. on your lunch break, That'd get a sandwich, awesome, call in your yeah. order. Yeah, so that exists mm-hmm. down in Portland. I have about two or three shows to do that. Comedy during the day, though? That's interesting. I don't know if I like that. What, during your lunch break? When you do yeah. most of your writing and bullshitting anyways? It's just like, I don't know. It'd be way I, higher energy. When the sun, I'm always tired. When the sun is out? Like, at like nighttime open yeah. mics, I'm always like, I'm so sleepy. I don't even want to be I can't here. start the show because the sun is out. <laughs> uh. You're a musician? What music are you going to do? Uh, anything good. Well, we didn't talk about That's how good. you're a musician this entire time. I didn't okay, know. Yeah. I didn't know you were a musician. Uh, I've been playing the drums for how old am I? Uh, so twenty four years. I'm playing the drums. Oh wow! Uh, make custom drums as well. Cool. You uh, played drums when I was on stage once. Yeah, you were the <laughs> only person that even addressed it. Like, so yeah. you can be here the whole time. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> I thought that was a blast. Yeah, because yeah. awesome. people were like, "Why is he playing drums?" I'm like, "It's something new to like yeah, joke about." <laughs> yeah. Get <laughs> um, up here! Come on, hurry up! I'm yeah. not gonna finish. Like, <laughs> what kind of stuff do you like to play? Uh, anything fast, technical. Cool. Uh, I don't like the boring. Just. Boom, t- <laughs> you can do that with the drum machine and I'm going to strangle you with the guitar cord after this because yeah. that's stupid right. uh, no I've been playing for quite a long time um, 
I mainly play metal, rock, really fast. Favorite band is Revocation out of Philadelphia, just because you know, I listen to that drum. I'm like, these guys are fucking having so much fun. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. What, any, any, any new bands you're into? Or uh, bands you're just now discovering? Uh, basically, just, the matches of what I want to play. Okay. Uh, but most people aren't going to, they're going to like, Tim, you're, you're an idiot, that music sucks. It's like, But from a drummer standpoint, it's oh, fucking yeah. awesome. <laughs> uh, Within the Ruins is very technical, and I love listening to that stuff. Mm, I don't remember some of the names anymore, but those are some of the... Revocation is basically, hands down, my favorite band right well, now. It's like your guilty pleasure music. <laughs> my guilty pleasure music? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it, like... What's the, what's I, well, I grew up listening to uh, show tunes in, in uh-huh. the theater, uh, so I, I know I know all those... Uh, Boogie Woogie Beagle Man. Uh, <laughs> not the classicals, but... I did jazz band back in the day. I remember all that stuff. Uh, cool. Let's uh, I think. Oh yeah, let's do plugs. Let's, let's do got anything to plug? Uh, plug in. This is airing a week from tomorrow. A week Hopefully. from tomorrow. So I'll just be wrapping up uh, at the Cosmic Comics. Uh, I'll be down at Tacoma Comedy Club. Nah, I gotta figure out the date, but I think it's in about three weeks after this thing airs. Uh-huh. Uh, doing Olympia at Vomity with Sam Miller. Cool. Uh, Vomity. That's called the, the Vomity Open Mic. Okay. Um Kefine Ham. every Monday, 9 30. Yeah. We have 20 open mic spots. We have a feature. Sign up at 9 o'clock. At the Green Frog. What time do you think downtown you, need, you need to get there? To, to uh, if you want if you want to if you want a spot, basically a quarter to nine guarantees you're probably yeah. gonna have a spot early. Mm-hmm. And if you show up and it's your first time, or you have to leave early, or mm-hmm. you're under twenty one, uh you go you go on, you know, just early if, right. if we can fit you in there. Uh-huh. Uh Unless you bring a lot of friends, then we're going to make sure you stay to the end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's the opposite of a bringer show. Yeah, it's the opposite of a bringer show. Cause you I bring don't give a... Si- yeah, more friends you bring, the, the lower on the list you get. Yeah, because I think you all should know that I really don't care. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, other than that, be positive. Oh, the takeaway. We almost forgot the takeaway. Oh, yeah. yeah we didn't right. even tell you about the takeaway. You guys are so yeah. forgetful. We are. That's, I've that's, plugged your you own know. stuff twice. Yeah, it's a, it's a really unorganized podcast, but yeah. we like it. We, we like it. We've gotten compliments, yeah. too. People like the conversation. People like it. It's approach. so unorganized. So for easy. those people that are complimenting on this, yeah. stop. <laughs> stop. It's objectively we need bad. Affirmation. And, and stop yeah. asking them for money right after the compliments. <laughs> stop asking for rides to work. We need money for this show. No, we gotta film. Uh, we we gotta film our uh, Patreon. <laughs> yeah, thing. we need to start doing money plugs. So by the way, we're gonna leave yeah. about ten seconds of dead air after this that would be available for sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> if we but had gonna, them. Yeah. yeah if so if you don't them. like listening to Dead Space. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't fill the full 10 seconds. Pitch in 10 bucks, um. or coffee, or some Skittles, or, oh, and we can say your name or business advert right here, save the puppies, so, blah, blah, blah. So we might edit the takeaway before the plugs. I don't know. Maybe. So yeah, we forgot to warn you about this. Yeah. Um, because this is, this is new, I guess it's not even new, it's, it's not like even the new seventh anymore. time we've done it now, yeah. but we always forget That's it. Fine. Um, so if like, we call it the takeaway. So if you had like one thing, it can be anything, it can be related to comedy, it can be just something stupid, but if like listeners... Listen to just this one snippet. Like, what would you want them to be left with? Yeah. It can be like, this is my advice, or this is just who I am, yada, yada, yada. Um, be intolerant of tolerance. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to put up with that shit. <laughs> Say something. It's all right to be that grumpy, crotchety old person yelling at kids across the street making too much noise. It's your... Do... Right. Yeah. You don't have to deal with that shit, guys. Yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> say something. Cool. That's Intoler- all I gotta say. All right, I like yeah. that. No, that's okay. great. That was my... That was be intolerant of tolerance. You know, it's like... 
you know what? I don't have to listen to this shit. Yeah. yeah your hit opinions are horrible. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it was speak su- up. Su- succinct. I like that. That's like great. That. Not just speak Continue. up. Just tell someone who's like, dude, that's dumb. Uh-huh. <laughs> dumb. <laughs> you are really dumb. Yeah. Uh, Kev, you got plugs? Uh... Yeah, we got the process live this Thursday, May nineteenth at ten p.m. at the Upfront Theater. It's five dollars. Five dollars. Uh, we're gonna have. Let's uh, list every single guest. Gonna, it's well, it's eleven Ryan guests. Ryan Cuddy, Lee, Serena, okay. It's everybody from the first fifteen episodes except for Jay Mitchell, and Michael Brandon, Betterman. James Tweedale. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, that's all. I have to follow me at K underscore Hoog on Twitter. Uh, got a YouTube channel. I'm actually editing a video right now for that. YouTube.com slash What Nerd Show. When is your EP coming out? Oh, don't ask me that one. That's a terrible <laughs> hey, question. But there are some that are going to be. Anyway, uh, I don't have anything to plug. It's so distracting. It's so distracting. That's pretty good, actually, too. It was good. Yeah. All right. Uh, I don't have anything to plug. It was just the process live. So yeah. thank you, Timmy, for being here. Yeah, thanks. I'm Timmy Riley. All right, Kev, hit that button. <laughs> Hit. You guys have been listening to Timmy Roddy here on the Process Live. <laughs> you understand the words are coming out of my mouth? God damn it. God damn it. Gotta hit the button now, button. man. Come on. And we're back with Timmy Riley. You forgot a plug. Forgot it's pretty I forgot my own freaking plug that I pay 140 bucks a year for. You can find... Uh, a lot of my comedy at timmyriney.com T-I-M-M-Y There will be, be a link There will be a link there but if you don't want to click that link and you want to try to memorize my name it's T-I-M-M-Y R-I-N-E-Y dot com dot com cool. you can see some videos right. see some headshots you can probably send a message that I probably won't reply to uh, fuck off guys cool yeah. alright All right. All right. hit that button again I can't believe I said fuck off <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to The Process. If you enjoyed what you heard here today, be sure to like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Process with John and Kevin, or subscribe to us on SoundCloud or any podcasting app in the world. And our next guest is a mystery guest. Yeah, it's I mean... Unknown. Can I say who it might be? I don't know. Uh, I'll okay. just edit it in. All right. <laughs> I'll just edit it in. It'll, it'll just be All like right. abrasive, and it'll just like override what I'm saying right now, and Great. hopefully you can tell who it was. That. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, All right, like, great. we're planning to record this person on Thursday. We yeah. don't know if he or she is available. So yeah. I mean, we're not we're not we're not being lazy. Is what I'm trying to say. Well, we have, I'm a little lazy. I'm a little lazy. But <laughs> I'm saying that we have. There will be an episode next week. Hopefully. Yeah. All right. Let's come see the process live. Yeah. Process live. Ten o'clock. May nineteenth. It's gonna be five dollars. We have our own theater. Oh, and this is the last time we're going to plug that. That's sad. Cool. It is a little sad. Until the next one. Until the next yeah. one. That's true. We'll do it again. No, right. we won't. This is the only time you could ever come then, see yeah, it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. One this night is one only. night only. <laughs> All, right. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you.